everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Dusty Benders Podcast. Chance, been a busy week, huh? We uh, doing it a day late here. What's Boy, going on? Uh, we just just can't seem to get our shit together. Yeah, I I appreciate you at least saying we. It's <laughs> a team. So nice of you. This <laughs> a t- we're a team. Yeah, there we we're a team. In in the words of Connor McDavid, team. in the words of Connor McDavid, we're a team. <laughs> And even though he broke bones in my body, <laughs> we're a team. You're you're my you're my tie ratty. <laughs> oh. oh, you're jumping right into it. <laughs> Ouch, that hurts. Ouch. Okay, <laughs> that's a, that's a that's alluding to uh, some of the fun shit we got to talk about later. A little foreshadow right there. Um, yeah, there you go. All right, let's uh let's start with Seattle news. Um, nothing too exciting coming out actually. Nothing breaking, but um, the Seattle Seattle Times is making sure to uh, give us at least a little little drip, little morphine drip of some Seattle news. Uh, they reported. Oh, what was this? Oh, actually today they reported this this morning, uh, Monday morning, that um, it sounds like. Even though the team is going to be not until 2021, uh, they're looking to hire a GM this summer. Wells, you think that's a good idea? Yeah, I like it. I think yep. you get him in, you get him accustomed. It's just it's more time that he has to kind of help you craft a team, let you know what you need. Um, taking a coach might be a little early, but I think a GM where you got to do the draft, you got to do uh, the expansion draft, obviously, and then the normal draft. Um, yeah, having him in there early, get people on the same page. And if he doesn't work out, you you know you go with the original plan and you can his ass and right. get someone new next year. So right, it all works. Um, the article talks about how their uh, Seattle is actually sending down a, a I guess a delegation. Yeah, that's what they call it a delegation. It's like they're fucking ambassadors or something. Um, they're heading down to the All Star Game to kind of you know brush shoulders with other GMs and whatnot. So. You know, even though they probably won't go up and, you know, blatantly say, hey, you know, your team's a fucking shipwreck. Why don't you come play for us? Or why don't you come manage for us? Uh, they're still going down there looking around. Uh, the the, the story article goes on, talks about how history of expansion team GMs coming in. So, for example, Vegas GM George McPhee, he was hired 15 months before the Knights began to play. So... You know, hiring on a GM here in Seattle this summer would definitely be much earlier than that. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, yeah, I wonder what the like thought behind that is. You know, if they're if they're hoping that he can kind of get in there and start making some moves and start getting comfortable with other GMs, and I guess it just depends who it is, too, right? Yeah, and and depending on the lockout, I mean. Yeah. Assuming that there's a lockout, you could theoretically get a GM there and start planning out a draft. Like you could so if there's no team next year, you can basically predict how everything is going to be when the team actually starts and you could theoretically start, you know, making up a mock draft, start making your team essentially. True. I mean, you think other GMs go to the All-Star game though? Uh, like, are they required? I'm not sure, to be completely honest. I mean, you know, I'm sure some of them are. Uh, yeah, don't they have to be there to unveil those garbage jerseys? Those literal garbage jerseys? They're actual garbage. They're actual... Which makes them not garbage. Right. It's ironic. Uh, I, I have no idea. I would think that they aren't required to be there. Unless the almighty NHL commissioner Gary Bettman's like... You fuckers better be here. Um, I don't know what he would do. I don't know what <laughs> right. Gary Bettman could actually threaten. But <laughs> he puts up, he puts up the bat signal, the the bet signal, the bets. Hey, there you go. The bet, bet signal. signal. It's just, it's just a dollar sign in the air. Um, yeah, probably. It's just money. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I have. I don't even know. Does it talk anything about like who they think it might be? No, oh, it, it says Iserman. Fifty three is an obvious Seattle choice. So here's a here's a conspiracy theory I heard not too long ago. Uh so we all know Iserman stepped down from being the GM. He's still he's still an advisor in Tampa. 
but he's not he's not the man. Uh, the rumor is that he his family's in Detroit. You know, obviously he's got the playing history there. Uh, the rumor is he goes there, and then H- Holland moves to Seattle because Holland has yeah. another year on his contract after this current. How one. old is Holland? Oh, I don't know. Holland sixty three. Here you go. Okay. DC native Holland sixty three. <clears throat> go. All right. Well, that's. I mean, don't got to be young to be a GM. Fuck. That's look true. At Lou Lam- look at Lou Lamarillo. He's still getting it with those eyebrows, though. Dude, that guy's got some serious eyebrows going on. <laughs> That's just a New Jersey thing, I think. <laughs> uh, I don't even know who some of these people are. Oh, Vegas assistant GM, Kelly McCrimmon. Mm, that could be. Maybe I should have done my research on this before trying to talk about it on the before podcast. Before we started talking about it? Yeah. It's all good, whatever. No, this one says Brandon. I don't know who it's talking about, Brandon. Brandon Weekend. It just says Brandon. There's no last name. Oh. I have not. Well. Oh, yeah, you're right. Weekings. Anyways, yeah, that's that's our biggest news out of Seattle, really. Yeah. I mean, we're everybody, the world's just waiting for the name, I think, at this point. Yeah, the I think that's going to be. You know, we know when the team's coming. GM coming through will actually be pretty interesting. It'll be interesting kind of see, you know, we'll be able to dig into their past teams a little more. Yep. see how they work and see what kind of team might get crafted there in Seattle, which that'll be kind of fun. Um, bold bold yeah. prediction. Bold prediction. Shirelli, get, Shirelli gets fired and moves Ugh. there. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Dude, he'd get booed out of town so fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Is that your segue? Uh, that's a good segue, yeah. So... Uh, if you guys haven't picked up on these subtle cues yet, uh, it's basically a, a, a garbage fire in Edmonton at the moment. Uh, uh, you know, they, uh, we'll get to the team meeting here in a second, but the the biggest like wire news at the moment was uh, the team the team let uh, what is it Ryan Spooner and Ty mm. Ratty drop to waivers. Now, for those of you who do not remember, uh, I got a little Twitter a little tweet. To remind us that uh, in June, on June 22nd, 2017, the Oilers traded Jordan Eberle for Ryan Strom, which, you know, it's right up there with trading Taylor Hall for Adam Larson, but that's another they're, issue. They're kicking themselves in the pants. Yeah. Did we figure out if that trade was under Shirelli? <sighs> yep, yeah. So that was under Shirelli. And then so November 16th, 2018, Ryan Strom, who they got for, for Eberle, uh, is traded for Ryan Spooner, uh, which is already not it's just determined to get shittier and shittier. And then today, uh, Ryan Spooner, apparently Shirelli couldn't trade him for anybody worse. Uh, apparently, like... Uh, God, I wish he would have, though. It's just, like, someone really bad. Just, <laughs> just continue the trend, and he's like, he's like, oh, and today we traded Spooner again, and... <laughs> Where's he well, going? He got. Where's he... <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know who'd be worse. Somebody's so kid. bad he just can't even. Tries to trade him for his own play, like Milan Lukic. Switch. <laughs> trying to trade him for just Pete. Yeah, I called this Shirelli guy. And, uh, Pete, we already own. He wouldn't Lukic. trade me Spooner for Lucic. The, the guy's like, dude, <laughs> you are Shirelli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I left him a voicemail. <laughs> Oh shit! What I would give uh, to listen to that voicemail. Yeah. So Maybe anyway, so uh, Ryan <laughs> Ryan Spooner's now on waivers, so he's not going anywhere, doing anything. He'll pro- if he clears waivers, uh, I doubt. I he'll doubt clear. he'll clear. He probably they're they're paying him too much money. No one's going to pick him up. Um, he'll clear. Uh, which, but it's sad to look at that and see the produ- that we've got. We go from having Jordan Eberle, and now we're. At Ryan Spooner going to waivers and Ty Ratty, but nobody gives a fuck about Ty Ratty. Dude, I think I think of the two though, I think Ty Ratty has a better chance of getting picked up. <laughs> like no joke, I think like Ty Ratty has a new team tomorrow. At least I'm gonna wake up and be like, oh, Ty Ratty's playing for the Ducks. Oh, oh. don't fuck me like that. <laughs> oh, don't fucking at least do take it. at least take me out to dinner first. <laughs> All right, we'll get oh. we'll get to your duckings in a second. So, um, Edmonton's really hurting. Uh, the fa- I mean, this 
Ryan Spooner, I mean, it doesn't really do anything to the team. Spooner wasn't really doing anything, but obviously since he's going to waivers, but it just kind of shows the ineptitude of Shirelli, um, so much so that the uh, Edmonton Oilers, they canceled practice today for a team meeting. Uh, McDavid basically came out to the press afterward, uh, was not really in the greatest sorts, basically said that there's no room on the team for anybody who doesn't think that they can make the playoffs. And if you don't have a good mindset, you got to get off the team, essentially, which, I mean, McDavid's basically locked in to be an Edmonton Oiler for better part of his career, right? Yeah, he screwed that pooch. So, I mean, he might as well. That's on him. Yeah, he might as or, well. Go ahead. Does he get traded to the LA Kings and we have a Wayne Gretzky 2.0 on our hands? Ooh. I mean, the only difference is Wayne Gretzky won some cups for well, Edmonton. Well, Shirelli might have to do that because Milan Lukic's looking to get a big payout here soon, and they might need to re-sign him to like 10, 11 mil. So when Shirelli does that, they'll probably have to they'll probably have to shed that contract from McDavid. Yeah, I think <laughs> if you could make probably re-sign Talbot too. Yeah, I think if you could make like a Lucic and Talbot trade for say like Crosby, yeah, you know, two for one straight up, no picks or anything. No. <laughs> um, you know, I think Shirelli's already making calls on that, so we'll we'll see how it pans out. That dude's so fucking. I, I how does he still have a job at the? I know somebody. I, I know it's been said a thousand times. Like, and after every one of these trades, people are like, "How does he still have a job? Like, is he married to the GM's daughter? Is he?" Does he have, like, fucking nudes of the fuck? Like, what the fuck? I have no idea. I'm just waiting for the day when he starts to make the same trades but the opposite direction. So, like, he, for some for some reason, it comes out that he's been offering Adam Larson for Taylor Hall now. <laughs> so he's, like, going back on his words, like, hey, you know, I know there's future considerations involved, and no. uh, I'd like to... I'd like to toss this chip in right no, now. Do, no, do over, do over, <laughs> do over. Trade me back. Trade me back. On this, trade me back. He like, what's going on? He like walks in. He walks in with like a pack of trading cards. He's got like oh. he's got like the Adam Larson card. He's just like here. I'll trade you an Adam Larson card for Taylor Hall, and then they trade him like just out of joking. He's like, cool. I got I got Taylor Hall now. That's how that works, right? <laughs> it's like Pokemon cards. Uh, yeah. I ripped off a couple fucking suckers with those things, let me tell you. <laughs> if any of those people are listening right now, I'm sorry, but you got fucking worked. You fucking got some holographic <laughs> Pikachus and whatnot. Holographic for your fucking Pikachu, bro. <laughs> your energy card. Jesus Christ. Okay, so are, are we moving on? Are we moving on? For, do we have anything well, else on Edmonton? They Ty Ratty real quick. Okay, go ahead. So Ty Ratty was, he's only 25, second round. Okay. When he played for the Winterhawks, he had 121 in 69 games and then 110 in 62 games his last two years. That's impressive. And then he did he did 43. He's put up he's put up over 40 in his time in the AHL every single year, and he's actually I mean it's gotten better and better. So, so I mean he could go to the right situation, and that's why I think he could actually get picked up. Spooner was garbage when he got drafted. I don't I don't even know what Boston was it Boston. Yeah, and then I don't know to, what he went to Boston to New, to New York, I think. Yeah, and then New York gross. to Edmonton. Yeah, that's just gross. That guy, that maybe you know, maybe just a grind line dude, but yeah, I just uh, like so. I mean, Eberle for Strom is already bad. It's like that's terrible, and then they're like, "Hey, Strom for Spooner, how about that?" <laughs> Eberle. Well, so Everly for Strom wasn't too bad at the time, but Strom definitely looked a lot better because of Tavares. Yeah. And Shirelli was like, oh, dude, this guy. He's better than Tavares. Like, <laughs> it's got to be. Oh, it's like trading for Shirelli's like... It's, such a senile old fuck. It's like, it's like trading for Jake Gensel. Like, oh, <laughs> Jake Gensel skating on the right side of Sidney Crosby. He must be making Crosby really good. i got to pick him up. And then wonders why Gensel's only putting up like... 15 goals in a season because he's no longer skating with Sidney Crosby. Rumor has it it's actually McDavid for Gensel coming up. Oh, what? I think that's next I mean, one for one trade. Gensel's the up and comer right now. 
Yeah, that's, he's what you want there in Edmonton. You know, that's that's a good deal, but I'm thinking probably, uh, you know, for a little more grit because that's what she really likes, I'm thinking of McDavid for Michael Furland. Mm. That's Furland's a, having a year. Yeah, that's... But don't, you know, don't get me started on that. Right, let's, I mean, let's... Guy's cooking. Don't, I mean, don't tell Shirelli that, I mean, he's, all of his offense is generated because he's on a line with fucking Sebastian Ajo and Tivo Teravainen, but whatever. What if his assistant GM is actually, like, fucking with him? <laughs> and he's, like, he's, like, bringing up all these numbers and, like, and then he pulls out some, like, sarcastic, you should trade Eberly for fucking Strom. Just pulls uh, shit out of a hat. Shirelli's like, yeah, that's genius. That's brilliant. How'd you come up with that, Dude, man? There's actually someone behind the scenes doing all the fucking heavy lifting. Right I can't, can't remember which podcast it was, but there's, they were saying that, um, they're saying that uh, they're, they're, the owner's now given Shirelli just like a fake phone. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't call out. <laughs> it just... Oh, shit. He's like faxing shit. <laughs> He's faxing trades. Right? He's still sending trades in the mail. <laughs> like, like two years down the road, someone gets a trade from Shirelli. He hasn't been a GM in two years. They're like, What? Mc McDavid it's for actually the best one he would have made too. McDavid for <laughs> David Backus. <laughs> uh, hey, I read an article that the old guys are changing their conditioning and eating habits to be faster in the NHL. So, well, they David should. Backus could you know? be coming back. They should. They definitely should. He's getting uh, his shit together. But then again, you know, hockey players used to get it done smoking in the locker room. So, mm. those were they the... probably still do. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. It's probably. I mean, fuck Ovi drinks Dr. Pepper and Coke on the bench. Ovi had to call a team meeting. He Actually, did, I don't know he? if it was Ovi, but Caps Caps have lost five in a row. Oof, that's rough. They're stinking it over there. Yeah, I, oh, while you talk about that, I'm going to pull up the standings. Might as well get that up. It's like the one thing I didn't fucking do. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing I did, but who's bragging, you know? I pulled up all the other fucking shit. <laughs> as I... <laughs> As I texted you about an hour ago, hey, you should make the schedule. <laughs> uh, I'm putting in a lot of work, dude. Yeah, here it's. Uh, I think you've made one post. <laughs> hey, it could be zero, so let's. Uh, could, let's try to stay positive. It could be worse. Yeah. Um, it could be worse. You could deactivate the account on accident. Oh, dang! Carolina seven and three in their last ten, huh? Yeah, they're playing well. They're um, up. Okay, so. We'll get to the Caps in a second. Let's talk about a team that's ahead of them, uh, surprisingly, the New York Islanders. Wellsy, tell me a little bit about these Islanders right now. Why the, the, this team is defying all odds. They are the Vegas Golden Knights of this season so far. You know, they're, they're a team that this is not like, oh, they're wavering on the wild card and performing above expectations. They are first in the Metropolitan Division, a division that is pretty solid. I mean, this is this is not the Pacific Division where you're Calgary and you're running away with everything because everybody in the Pacific Division is trash. Hey, uh, you watch it, buddy. Hey, I've got the Golden that's, Knights in the Pacific too. That's our new division here. That's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. That, anyway, <laughs> that's why Seattle's uh, gonna be at the top. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, I watched. Of course, I watched the Islanders versus the Ducks, and holy shit. I mean, Ducks were coming off, <clears throat> you know, they played the night before, so it was their second game, but, I mean, they had, like, what, 14 shots? Yeah. Like, Islanders just fucking worked them. I mean, it was, it wasn't, 3-0 was, like, nice. Like That's, that's respectable. I, it seems like the Islanders, like, let them have only that. Like, right. it probably could have been 7 or 8-0. Like, Chad Johnson somehow was standing on his head and still had in three goals. I could believe like, it. Like, the Islanders were just buzzing. They're a quick team. They do have some size on top of that. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, everyone's bought in. So, you know, that's the nice thing about that underdog mentality is... Was it Cal, Clutter Cl Cal Clutterbuck on the fourth line put up two points? Oh, he had two fucking G-notes. Same exact goal, pretty much, but... Still, though. Uh, like, when, yeah, you're I mean, getting, uh, I think the, when you're getting fourth uh, line production, like, that's that's helpful. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to keep up with a team that's got their fourth line producing. It takes it takes the it takes the strain off of that first line 
I mean, not to lay back, but, you know, there's just nights where it just doesn't click. You know, it's because that's the problem with, I mean, not to fucking jump back again to Edmonton, we're not, but that's the problem with Connor McDavid. He, If Connor McDavid does not play out of his mind every night, the Edmonton Oilers will lose because there is literally no one, like, everybody was jumping for joy that one game where Milan Lukic and the other guy scored two goals. Well, but let me ask you this. So, okay. okay, we've agreed before. McDavid is probably the best player in the world, right? Best, best all-around player. Yeah, yeah. So Taylor Hall. I was listening to uh, the night before the Ducks played New Jersey, and the broadcasters were talking. Taylor Hall last year had forty-one points more than the second-place scorer on that team, and they made the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, it's maybe not like the West is that tough to where you know maybe that's because how, there's like, not as how are the Oilers not getting it done maybe that's because there's not enough there's not as much like emphasis on New Jersey to win right now like they're not true like I think if they were in last place there would be some issue but I don't think there's also a lot like they're not I think their GM knows they're not a cup contender I think if they make the playoffs they're pretty happy with that and that's that's pretty much what they're looking for especially with Hall being hurt so much but that is a good point. I mean, it's very similar. I think, I think the spotlight's just on Edmonton more because, Canadian. you know, they, they, yeah, they're Canadian. A, mm-hmm. B, they have McDavid because I mean, even you know, even though it's a similar situation, I, McDavid is better than Hall. I mean, that's oh yeah, that's splitting hairs because Hall's a fantastic hockey player. But um, there's that, and then the fact that New Jersey has not been touting this like oh we're gonna go through this quick rebuild we're gonna get two or three first round picks and then we're gonna be great um mentality which has been basically the excuse in Edmonton they're like yeah we're terrible we're gonna get a first round pick and then we got McDavid and then you get another one and you get another one but apparently uh they don't like those first round picks because then they trade them away so because um, they had what three three in a row yep Something like that. They had and three, the three one or twos, and I think Maybe one of them. Ones. And McDavid is the only one that's left, right? I'm assuming. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, I think, was number one. That's the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, Did he go first Nugent overall? Hopkins though? and Taylor Hall, I think, were both first overall, right? I don't know. Hall, yes. Have to check that. Yeah. Wait, I got I got Hockey DB pulled up. Okay. I, I got you. I got you. Okay, you can check that out. Um. But let's 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 jump back to the Islanders real quick while you're looking that up. Um, the Oiler or the the Islanders. I mean, they're playing out of their mind. This was a team that was supposed to be in last place, demoralized because of losing Tavares, and now I mean, you think they're just running on hate? Like that that win over Toronto, that win over Toronto that we talked about before. That God, I mean, that had to fucking put them in a mood. And now when you look at the standings, like. Not only are the Islanders in first in the Metropolitan, but they've got 62 points in 48 games. Uh, guess who only has 60 points in 48 games? The Maples. The fucking Maples. So, right now, the Islanders, not only did they beat Toronto, but it's that win, essentially, that has them with more points with the exact same number of games played. I, I mean, it... Is it possible that the Islanders right now could finish in a higher seed than the Maple Leafs? Because the Maple Leafs, bad segue, but Maple Leafs aren't playing well right now. Mm-hmm. They're playing about 500 hockey. They can't win a game at home. Probably that's because their fucking horrible fans boo their own players. Sorry, I. Fuck. I, I'm not saying. I'm not <laughs> so saying. Many teams do that though. Still though, but God, I mean, I I honestly don't have a problem with Ma- the Maple Leafs. They're not my favorite team. They're. I don't hate them. I don't like them. They're just kind of nothing. But, God, they've got the worst fucking fans in the entire world. I swear. For the Maple Leaf fans, like, I'm not I'm not trying to be a dick to you. But you, would you please just lighten up on your fucking players? Like, Jake Gardner, Gardner's, he fucking makes one turnover, and now you've got to fucking go kill his mom. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's, I mean, that's... That's tough right there. That's just a tough environment. Yeah. But, you know, the Islanders, so I was looking at their they're, – they're on a five-game win streak right now. Yeah. I'm looking at the games that they've won. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I'm looking at games like Anaheim where they won 3-0, and I'm looking at games like New Jersey where they won 4-1 and St. Louis 2-1. So, I mean, that's of their five, three of those teams aren't very fucking good. Right, but those are um, those are those are needed wins. Like, I mean, if you drop those, then right. it's, you know, it's it's there's so, there's some there, value there in those. Two, What's there are other two. There are other two. Washington 2-0. It's so Islanders shut out Washington. It's a good win. And Tampa Bay 5-1. They fucking spanked Tampa. See, that's a good so, I mean, fucking... this team is for real, man. This team, you know, their last loss was a back-to-back, looks like, with uh, the Rangers, which, you know, that's that's got I'd some be. Are you still, are you still on there? It, so. Are you still on there that... for them? Who? For the Islanders? What? Are you still looking at the Islanders, like, past games? Yeesh. Um, tell me, okay, so you said they beat Washington. You said they beat Tampa. I know it beat Toronto. How's their record against uh, Columbus? Have they played Columbus? Uh, uh, I have no idea, dude. I, I'm going way too far back here. Nothing? Okay. I'm getting scared. They haven't played them in a long time. Okay. Looks like the that. last time they played December 1st was Islanders 3, Blue Jackets 2. Yeah, but that was, that's a totally different team back then. Yeah, that was a 13-9-3 Islanders. Yeah. so They're just, they're getting buy-in. I mean, Trotz is getting buy-in from the whole team. Is that really what this um, is? Is this Trotz just being a fucking madman? I think Trotz is just a fucking magician. I think he's just that good. And he basically walked into a team where he could do the whole mentality of, we're the underdogs, let's go out and fucking get them. And the team bought in and was like, fuck it, yeah, you're right. This coach just came off a of Stanley Cup. He knows what he's talking about. I think it's just a perfect storm. Um, their goaltenders are playing lights out. I don't know if that's a defensive scheme that's working, um, but you know the last couple of games they haven't let in many, sh- or you know haven't let many shots towards the net. No, Letty, so, Letty's finally pulling it together, which I've always liked. Letty's figuring it out. I've yeah. always liked Nick Letty from the Blackhawks days. Yep, yep. I always admired him. He was a good player. I, I think he doesn't he have Northwest roots too? Didn't he play up here? I could be wrong on that. He might be. I think he might be right. Yeah. I got hockey DB pulled up. This is this is genius. This is why I need to start doing here. Just the the stats man of the of the podcast. Yeah, look at me go. Mm-hmm. So smart sometimes. Good shit. Um. Well, so all it's showing me is University of Minnesota for oh, okay. one year. Okay, so maybe maybe not, but yeah, it seemed like it did. Anyway, um, so we've got. The Islanders are playing unreal. You know, Besser's coming alive. Uh, the defense is finally figuring out. You've got the goalie tandem, you know, that's actually pretty solid. You know, at, at the beginning of the year, everybody thought that was going to be a weakness. You thought that these two goalies, Grease and Le- uh, Leiner, Leiner? Leonard. Leonard, uh, weren't going to be able to get it done. You know, it was going to be like, who's going to be the more mediocre goalie of the two? But they're both, I mean, I mean, that's a good problem to have, two solid goalies. Yeah. But, um it's 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 definitely definitely surprising there uh, i can't wait to i'm just looking forward to when they play the maple leafs again in on the island yeah god that's yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure um i mean i wouldn't necessarily say that they're actually a fun team to watch so watching the game they they dominated most of the game no they have good fundamentals it, i mean they don't yeah, it's a, it's a four line team yeah. where it's very it's you're right it's very similar to Vegas I think mm-hmm. where you know not everybody they don't really have that many flashy guys Barzil's probably their flashiest and then you know Lee and Everly can bury some G notes but um, yeah I mean it's they, they don't play a super flashy game no. they just get it and get it done and shit man yeah they look good um, especially in that division that's kind of fallen off a little bit so. And it's, I mean, any time that the Islanders are doing, I think that that's what it is, because the Leafs aren't playing terrible. It's not like, I don't know, say they lost 12 in a row, um, like another team, but the Leafs aren't doing awful. I mean, they're not doing great. They're definitely not holding up the expectations at the moment, which are incredibly high because of their fan base. Um, uh, I think, it's, do you think... Okay, first off, first question. Do you think that there's something wrong with the Maple Leafs, or is this either A, the fan base, or B, the fact that the Islanders are doing so well, there's now a spotlight on the Maple Leafs to do well? Um, 
I think there's a lot of dick measuring going on in that locker room. Mm, okay. I think I think Austin Matthews feels like he's got to prove it. And uh, you know, I'm not sure on Tavares' side. I don't I don't really see him as someone that does that kind of stuff. Uh-uh. Um, but I think just naturally it's going to bring a little bit of a divide. Yep. And uh yeah, it's that scares me a little bit for that team because they are so talented. I mean, they could be three lines deep if all those guys just bought in, which is really surprising because Babcock is such a damn good coach. Mm-hmm. You know that they sh- they should basically put their differences aside and that kind of stuff and just listen to Babcock and play his fucking system. I I'd really be surprised to you know have a one on one with Babcock and say you know what do you think's going on with the team. Mm-hmm. And I would not be surprised if he said they're not fucking running my game or something like so, that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Uh, Hockey Central at noon. They they like to talk about how the Toronto fans like to have a lightning rod of of whose fault it is currently. And you know you can't blame the top stars. It, well, I mean you can, I guess. But obviously Jake Garnier uh, has been subject to that. But also I think the quick runner up, uh, William Nylander. Yeah, I mean, we're past the point of, you know, there was the the excuse of, okay, well, you know, if he would have just started, he'd still be going through training camp, so he's got to get his wheels up under him. And Yeah, we're past that. We're past that, and he's still not doing it. Uh, this Not to pat myself on the back, but this kind of goes to what I've been saying about William Nylander all along. Uh, might be a little bitter from my fantasy season last year, but he doesn't, if he's not on a line with Matthews, he's can't produce. And I understand he's got the pedigree i understand he's got it but i just i feel like with that toronto team how it is i don't know if it's chemistry i don't know if it's the fans i don't know what it is but the numbers with him in toronto show that if he's not skating with austin matthews he doesn't do anything yeah well but then if you're babcock why not stack the you know take that hit just for the time being, and I, th- I think I, that's what I read this morning is that they're shaking the lines up a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, he got demoted to the fourth line. Yeah, they, but, but that's the. I think that's the opposite of what I would do. I would, yeah. st- I would put him with Austin Matthews. I'm not trying to prove anything. No. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yep. you know, he's. We have established that he's not any good away from Austin Matthews. But what am I trying to prove? My team is three and seven in my last ten. Uh, if he works best along the right wing of Austin Matthews, put him there. You know what the yep. what the fuck's happening? Why aren't we? Why aren't they trying that kind of stuff? Um, Kadri as a left winger. You know, obviously you don't want to kill your 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 depth down the middle. I get that, but fuck, you gotta do something. A team with like... that much talent up front, and that's what they bank on is is talent up front, and mm-hmm. you know. They're three and seven like, in their last ten. They got to get something. They got to figure. I feel it like Cadre's wasted on that third line as a third line center. Like he's yeah, skating. I agree. He's skating fifteen minutes a game. Like that guy is way better than that. Well, I mean, you could move him. You could the second line that you could create because I don't think, I don't think like Marner and Tavares are still getting the job done. I mean, it's almost every other game either one of those two guys scores, so they're still getting the job done. But you stack for me. You stack that second line. You do. Matthews, Nylander, and fucking Kadri on the left wing, mm-hmm. and he might he might be a little bit out of Kadri's field, but he's he's a smart dude. He'll fucking figure it out. He's a hockey player. He'll just you know he'll adapt. So and do you why think not? these problems? Do you think these problems can be fixed with line shuffling, or do you think that there's truly that gap on the defensive line that everybody's been saying um, that is going to be the downfall of the Maple Leafs this year? I think the downfall of the Maple Leafs on this 10-game run is goaltending. So watching Michael Hutchinson and I don't remember if Sparks played, but the couple games I've seen with Toronto where Hutchinson's in, he's he's nothing. I mean, you might as well put a fucking pylon out there. He's nothing. So I think I think you know obviously that you know it's a team game. It resorts to defense, and I don't think they're that deep. But Gardner's out right now. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's just, like, on a defense that you can't lose anybody, you lose your, you know, number one goalie and you're probably your second best defenseman on the team. You're going to you're gonna lose games, especially if those guys up front aren't clicking. Yep. So That's... I think it's just something needs to shake. They need to shake something. I, I would love to see them bring in a big-name D. 
I mean, we're getting into that time of year. Bring in someone. This is the this is the beginning of my bold prediction from I think it was two episodes ago. So Tavares gets the C to rally around the team. Everybody everybody rallies around Tavares except Mitch Marner. He resents everyone because he deserves he thinks he deserves the C. And then he and then he goes to the Islanders. And becomes the I think new- baby babyface Marner is fine with where he is. Think so. Yeah, I think he's fine. I I worry more about Matthews, and this is what we kind of worried about at the beginning of the year, where you know he's measuring um, up to Tavares. Oh, he, he doesn't see himself getting the C ever because Tavares is going to be there, and I think he's disgruntled. I don't because I don't think Austin Matthews is having that great of a time since he came back. I think no, I'd have to check. Well, and there's always been those rumors from last year that him and Babcock don't get along. I mean, I. I would I would put some good money on Austin Matthews looking for a route out of there if by the next year he doesn't at least get an A on his chest. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, Carlson for Austin Matthews? Oh. 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 I mean, would that ever happen? No. But knowing you and me, I fuck. I'd take that trade. <laughs> knowing you and so me, Marner's actually leading the team. I didn't realize that he's having a nice year. Yeah, he's doing just fine. Uh, but which is another reason why he thinks he should be captain. But it's I not. It's going to go to Johnny T. It should be Johnny T. Right. So but... here's Austin Matthew. Matthew's last five games, he's got three assists. He is a minus eight. maybe he needs to retool himself like an early Ovechkin because I I mean I was I think I was talking to our mutual friend but if you remember Ovechkin like way back in the days where like the Capitals were in the southeast division where they would just romp on Atlanta Tampa when they were bad Florida and Carolina um remember Ovechkin was never a defensively minded player and he took a lot of criticism for it and then i think he finally retooled his game to where he'll yeah he does he's not i mean he's still an offensive powerhouse but the guy is a lot more defensively sound like and i think you know he wasn't he's not scoring every single goal finally for the capitals and i think he's actually back checking which is nice and i think maybe matthews needs to round out his game a bit more i think maybe that he's got too much pressure on him to be the end all be all for the offense, but you know, I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that he just doesn't have anybody next to him. I mean, setting him with Casper Kapanen, which you know, Casper Kapanen's not bad by any means. Uh, but you stick next, you know, I mean, you stick Connor Brown next to him or something like that for protection. There's no, there's no goons on that team. So yeah, Matthews is getting roughed up. He's getting roughed up. He's going to have to defend himself. I mean, who's going to come in and protect him? There are yeah. no... I mean, so, I mean, looking at his plus-minus, and I know it's a stat that everybody hates, but... Oh, I love plus-minus. Plus see, I don't mind it, but, I, but plus, 20, plus 25 last year. Uh-huh. This year, he is an, he's an even zero. So there's some, something is something's going on, and the only factor that is different between the two years and my is Tavares, right? Right. So I think, I think Matthews is somewhat, you know, threatened by Tavares being there, um, which isn't good for his game. Obviously. I mean, we're seeing that he still has 42 points in 34 games, which fuck. I mean, that's, that's still elite level play, but yeah, I, I, I think so. Freddie, Freddie just got back. So he played his first game against the Coyotes. Um, you know, it'll take him a couple games to brush the dust off, but they're going to be fine. They'll come out of this slump. I think they'll be fine. I don't know how long Gardner's out. You would know. Uh, it sounds like he's not coming back, coming back until the All-Star break is over. Okay. They've got well, Toronto's, Toronto's got one deal. game this week, um, and then, yeah, so, you know, they're going to bench him for this one game. He'll come back after the All-Star break. Good as new. Uh, well, or however Toronto fans want to look at him, if they don't, if they don't burn down his house in that time. 
Oh, he hasn't been that bad. I, He's not. I agree. That's why you have Morgan Riley, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the, the defensive load is definitely on his shoulders, but yeah, I guess. All right, let's let's move on from the Leafs. We've been on them too fucking much. Yeah, fuck them. Um, talked about Edmonton. They're shit. Uh, let's talk about your duckies, huh? My poor, lifeless little duckies. Oh, God. they Well, they tried to make some new life. Here, uh, here in a couple days ago, they made some really, really big splashes, or big splashes meaning really mostly meaningless defensive uh, depth trades. But so, quick recap: we've got uh, in I think it was in the course of two days, um, the Ducks traded yeah. Michael. Uh, they they got Michael Delzato from the Canucks for defenseman Luke Shen and a 20, 2020 seventh round pick. Uh, Wellesley, what do you think of that? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a literally worthless <laughs> trade. Um, like that's the dumbest trade. Whatever. I will. Michael I, Delzato was good once. I will for a year. That's that's what I'll say. I think Delzato. It was. He's he's a solid D man. He's not gonna light the lamp for you. He's not gonna change really much. But I think he's. I think you can count on him to do his job. Um. Yeah, but Luke Shen fights. Yeah. So, I mean, you give up one thing, you get another. Well, you're getting Corey Perry back, so Corey Perry will be back to maim somebody with a skate blade, so. He doesn't fight. Yeah, he just fucking shanks you in the gut. Yeah, well, (laughs) some people need it, okay? (laughs) Just fucking mortally wound somebody. Uh, You know what? (laughs) Actually, I really don't care if he comes back, like... What's what's he gonna revitalize his career after fucking three or four down years? Yeah, so. That's a good point. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, Corey's uh, gonna come back. He's play fourth line minutes probably. Yeah, probably, and then get hurt again or get suspended for the rest of the year. God. Um, Ducks reacquired Derek Grant from the Pittsburgh Penguins for forward Joseph Blandisi. 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 There we go. Um, um, this is actually my favorite one that they did. Okay, why do you like so about Derek, Derek Grant? Derek Grant's a fucking grinder, man. He and he's got a little bit of speed on him, and the guys there love him. Like, I don't know if he's the funniest dude in the locker room or what, but you know, people like Derek Grant. So, uh, yeah, he's a good fourth liner. I think last I looked, they were he was they were playing him between the the two young guys, uh, Max Jones and. Uh, Troy Terry, which I love that. You know, you get the fucking battler that goes into the corners and you let the young guys bury some G notes. So uh, that's my a, favorite one. Definitely. The third one is my sure. least favorite. Okay, so we've got the Wild. The Wild acquire Pontus Aberg from the Ducks for Forrest Justin Cluse. Oh, there was four then. What was the other one? Jesus. Can't even keep track of it anymore. Bob Murray's losing his fucking mind. Um, I don't know who Kloos is, and Aberg's been scoring us goals, so I, I really don't understand that one. That <laughs> one's terrible, too. That one's All fucking right. dumb. Three, I hate it. three and four, then. Aberg had 11 goals for the Ducks this season, but had been a healthy scratch the past four games. Because they're fucking, they don't want to score. They want that, <laughs> I think they want Jack Hughes. They decided that they wanted Jack Hughes. Okay. All of a sudden. Yeah. And <laughs> just here we are. Trying to sabotage. Fuck. Bench. Bench Gibson for the rest of the season. You'll figure it out. Well, that's the only thing that's working against me on that theory. Jesus, he's keep playing Gibson. Yeah, that's he's because he's he literally the only player. Steal you a game, dude. He's, he is so good. He's stealing oh, you all shit. of the games. Yeah, I, I, I of the twenty-one wins that they have, he probably stole them. Twenty-one of them, probably. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Most likely. Okay, so uh, the, uh, the fourth one. There is one more. Oh, there's one more. And this is the one I hate the most. Okay. Um, and the reason being is Andrew Cogliano is an absolute fucking gentleman. That's right, Cogliano. He is a warrior. He has speed that the Ducks don't have that they always say they don't have because they want to get faster, but then they trade him away. Who'd they get? They got Derek Shore. So points-wise, they... points Exactly. Points-wise, they got about the same amount points, you know, points in a season type of player. Okay. 
But they, I mean, I don't know Derek Shore. I don't know if he has any fucking heart. I don't know if he has any speed. So from what no. I've seen of him, you know, over the last three or four games so, since they acquired him, he's, Shore he's is okay. But Shore is twenty four. He's in his fourth NHL season, all with Dallas. Has five goals, twelve assists, and forty two games this season. Yeah, I mean he's he's nothing special. He's he's a fucking you know third line guy, which they have him on the fucking first line right now. I mean, try anything. But Cogliano was such a. I mean, this dude, this this guy, I couldn't ever find a fucking jersey for him, and I think that spells more about his character and who he was for the team is that you know right. NHL.com is not going to sell his jersey because he doesn't make any money. Right. But fuck, I mean, you know, that's a that is a absolute. That's that's your brother right there. Like this dude just battled, and it fucking sucks that they got rid of him. Sucks. Bob Murray, Bob Murray, fuck you. Well, maybe he's going to the Stars. I suppose they have a slightly better outlook than the Ducks right now, anyway. They've still been shitty. I mean, they're, yeah, they're not great, but, I mean, slightly less sinking ship. Anyway. Although they did they did beat the Jets uh, two nights ago, I think. That's a good win, I guess. Jets are, around a little bit. Jets are playing a little weird at the moment. Um, another trade we've got uh, between Minnesota... And the Hurricanes in Carolina. I like this one. We've got Nino Niederreiter for Victor Rask. Who do you like this one? Who do you like this one for? Or do you think this? Is I a think mutual? both teams. I think both teams actually win this. So I mean, Minnesota had kind of given up on Nino Niederreiter. I don't think they gave him that great of a chance. Um, uh, they he, they let him play some first line minutes and shit like that, but um. Right. I like it for both teams. I think Minnesota gets deep down the center, and I think, um, you know, Victor Ask wasn't doing shit for Carolina. I mean, he was playing third line minutes. I think, if even that, right? So, yeah, I mean, and then Niederreiter comes in, and he looked good. The two games I've seen of them uh, since he got there, he's the best player on the ice, and yeah. that's with Sebastian Ajo and Tara Vinen. Mm-hmm. He was he was fucking buzzing. Just needed a little revitalization. I think the Wilder. I mean. God, they're the milk toast of the league, you know? They're not, yeah, they'll make the playoffs and then have the honor of getting kicked out in the first round by whoever they play. So, um, I just, yeah, I don't, I, there's, talk about teams that don't have a lot of hope. I just, Minnesota just seems to go through the motions. They're there. Um, it sucks because you look at that roster, there's something there, but I don't know. It's, there's just, Fuck, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's was it Randy Carlisle? No, it's not Randy Carlisle. Um, it's fucking Bruce Butters Boudreaux. Yeah, that's Come right, on, bro. Yeah, sorry. Butterball. Sorry, dude. Were... I love like watching Minnesota games and they pan to the fucking bench. To sh- I think they show Bruce Boudreaux every single time the fucking Wild have a game because his round little fucking red face is just staring right at it. Probably. <laughs> Dude, he's the funniest little dude. He's got a goddamn pancake face. Jesus Christ. Okay. Ugh. So no, uh, it's not him. They, I, they, I don't. Their team is their team bores me. Yeah, it's they're they're very boring. That's, I, their, D the most... is, their D is pretty. They they wanna be fucking Nashville D. Yeah. I mean, they do have some good D there, hey, but they're not don't, the caliber of Nashville. Do not disper the name of Jarrett Spurgeon. Spurgeon's having a nice year. He's. Fucking, he is he really one of the most is. underrated demon in the league, and I fucking he's tiny dude. I know. You've seen this dude? I love he's him. Fucking tiny. I love him. He's yeah. Spurgeon's having a nice year. He's he's good back there. Uh, I like Dumba. I like watching Dumba play. He's good. Uh, Brodeen's okay, and then I think Suter's hurt right now. Yeah. God, I I think I I could not watch hockey for fucking two years, and I'd come back and I'd say, Is Suter hurt? What about Parise? <laughs> so I think both of them are probably hurt right now. Probably they got they got hurt just hearing that they got hurt. Yeah. Uh huh. They're they're fragile. They're fragile indeed. Handle okay. With care. Um. So last for a little most recent stuff, not exciting, but happened within an hour of us doing this podcast. Uh, the Golden Knights made a shift with Minnesota. Yep. Picked up, picked up a fifth round draft, but you have to explain this one. Uh, fifth round draft pick for a sixth round draft pick 
uh, going to Minnesota and Brad Hunt, a promising defenseman, going also to Minnesota? Um, This, to me, is shedding cap space or like not wanting to send a defenseman down to go through waivers and just getting something he's like the odd man out kind of yeah and he really has been pretty damn good but they just can't for some reason they don't want to play him i I think if i'm thinking of the right guy yeah i just just looked at him yeah you are he's he's had varying success um i think it's because he's an offensively minded defenseman and uh i don't think that's vegas's game uh you know even even their top offensive defensive defense uh, defenseman is nate schmidt and he's i'd say he's a well-rounded defenseman i wouldn't say that he's overtly offensive defenseman kind of you know like when you think of offensive defenseman you think of like eric carlson i think i think their top think- offensive defenseman is actually theodore but schmidt yeah. is definitely schmidt is probably their best overall defenseman he's just he's two-way he's good agreed agreed he's definitely so- good yeah, maybe. I mean, I I speculated. I think it's a good little trade, man. I, you know, I think can't I think it's a good trade for Minnesota. I mean, I'm I'm but guessing it's a good trade. Yeah, I'm guessing that Vegas is probably has. You know, they're looking ahead. Maybe they see some. They're hoping to stay up yeah. high in the draft picks. Maybe they've got somebody in mind that they think is going to make it to the fifth round. Who knows? Um, he got he's got seven points in thirteen games. Yeah, he's not. He's really That's not a half bad. Point per game. Yeah, he's really not bad, especially for a guy that bounces between the AHL and the NHL a lot. I maybe yeah. he just doesn't get along with the with the coach. Could be. I mean, he, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And so this is the guy I was thinking of, Brad Hunt. Uh, they just they don't put him in the lineup. No, and but, but and when he shows up, he plays. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, he's putting up shots on goal. He's getting assists. So, um, yeah, good on Minnesota. That's a good trade for them. Vegas is. I mean, maybe they needed to clear out space to keep Peary up. Um, fuck yeah, he's been red hot. Yeah, he's been him scoring and Frank Petrano, dude. They've been the they've been the dark horses recently. Yes, Holy they have. Shit. So let's let's scoot on over to fantasy hockey right now. Um, real quick before we get into it, uh, wanted to just give a nice shout out to your your former pick, Corey Schneider with the New Jersey Devils. He's uh, fucking tool having an illustrious hockey career down in the AHL at the moment. Uh, He's a... just practicing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he just shows up to practice. That's all fucking Corey Schneider does. <laughs> God, he's fucking killing me. You think? You I think wish he, him the best. You think he visited uh, Susan Allen? No, that's why he's going on his second conditioning <laughs> stint of the year. He definitely did not hire her services. She worked wonders with with Matt Murray. I don't understand. Like, can he not afford her? No, he doesn't make money, dude. No. <laughs> he's sitting in the AHL. He's fucking broke as a joke right now. He's, he's fuck's sake. Sitting in yeah, the seat I, on the bus next to the piss hole. What sucks is, you know, and I, I would do the same if I was New Jersey. I'm not making the playoffs this year. Blackwood back down to AHL, and you, you put Schneider and Kincaid up, and you just, you know, try to sell some tickets and some beer. And try to give him one but, more shot. Yeah, I think you I mean, just what can you, run what, those two, and you know that sucks because Blackwood was playing pretty good till the other night when he got smoked for I think three or three goals on fourteen shots or something. But that's just a rookie goal. Yeah, have those. Yeah, um, uh, unlike last year, I don't think New Jersey is going to make a push for the playoffs. They're pretty much no, out of it won't. at this point. So they won't. They're out. Yeah, they're out. Um, in fact, and you got teams like Florida so. that are going to push. Florida, Carolina, so. those kind of teams, and uh, yeah, New Jersey's not good enough to keep up with them. If they get Just, Hall back, maybe, but yeah, I don't think their goaltending situation's an absolute fucking crapshoot. Well, Florida needs some better goaltending if they're going to make a push. Florida's been fucking hot. They just beat San Jose tonight too. I think Florida's three, five, and two in their last ten. They beat some good teams recently, but they've won three in a row. So I mean, I don't know if if we're going off of those numbers, I would say that the Rangers are in line for making a push they're not killing it yeah they are playing well they've won three in a row as well they're they're four and six in their last 10 yeah that uh, that 
person I trade you is uh, heating up, man. I, I, I mean, I'd like to take credit for that. I'd like to say, like, I'm fucking brilliant, and I knew that all along. But honestly, I mean, I mean, I'm not complaining. I just, I'd like, I'd like to say, like, dude, I fucking fleeced you. Like, I knew he was gonna do that, but I, I, I really, really didn't think he was gonna do that. So, yeah, um, they, they've looked pretty good lately. Yes. That's not they're not going to push. They're still nine out. I don't think they have the team to push. No, no, they're not. But I mean, if we're talking about Florida making a push, then that, they're in that yeah. same conversation. Look but at those not. three right there, though. Rangers, Florida, Philly. They've won I mean, they're three straight. Starting to heat up a little bit. It's a little too late, but yeah, we'll see. I, well, I'm still. I mean, there's half a season left. This is when people push. I'm still time. firm. I'm still firm in my beliefs that Carolina is going to make that push and knock out somebody. Yeah, they've looked pretty damn good recently. They Sveshnikov with a goal and two assists the other night. They're seven so and three. Out. They're seven and three. Buffalo is three six and one in their last ten. I, Carolina's going to make. I, I think they're going to make that push. Buffalo's not going to recover. I think they're. I think they're done for the season. Um, you know, they they do yeah, have a three so bleak dude. <laughs> oh, it's sad, but I mean, I I just don't. I just don't. There's no life for them. Like they've they've literally. I think everybody has finally come back to earth on them, and they're like, oh, I forgot that we're the Buffalo Sabres. Ugh, the Sabres. It's sad. All right, um, let's let's start closing in here on the end with our with our fantasy look. Uh, you and I were talking about it before we started recording. Uh, anybody that's playing fantasy right now, you should note that we are entering the bye week or the all-star break week. Um, in, our, in our 12th, yes, it's, uh, it's a very weird week. That you have to plan accordingly. If you're in daily leagues, it definitely messes with you because you're picking players from you know a certain amount of teams. Uh, if you're in our league, you know uh, weekly with tell teams. Uh, boy, I mean, if you if you don't have a diversity of teams of players from different teams on your roster, this could be a tough week for you uh, because I, there are certain teams that just aren't playing. For example, Boston does not have a game until next week. Uh, Toronto, they don't come back until after the All-Star break as well. Capitals have a bye week, I believe, next week. Um, that's just a few teams. You can you could look up yourself which teams are whatnot. Um, y- if you go on to, we use ESPN Fantasy, you can see which teams have which games. Uh, not too hard to figure out, but that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, this is, Of any of the weeks, this is a good week to plan out your days accordingly. Sit down, you know, if you're on the shitter or something, plan your days out. See, you know, go four or five days in advance to see who's playing because you could get to the end of the week and realize that fuck, I don't have anybody playing this week. So, um, conventional wisdom on that is things will even out because of the second week, but it's not always the case. Sometimes you might have dug yourself a hole. Uh, for example, for example, uh, we started up a new matchup this week. I am up twenty nine point seven points on the Waterbury Wolverines right now. They've only got they've only got 3 points right now and that was just after one day. So um early starts, especially during this bye week are important. Yeah. I think it's I think this is a good week to play with your team a little bit. So yep. if you have someone that you're kind of like, "Eh, you know, they they really haven't produced to this point." I mean, are they going to produce the rest of the season? I I mean, you know, we point. kind of know who's going to have a good season to this point. There'll be a couple one-offs here and there. Um, yeah, this is a great time to kind of mess with your team. Really, you know, it sucks because it's the bye week. We don't have as much hockey, but you can. I think you have more fantasy hockey this week where you can kind of, you know, play around a little bit, figure out some guys who might fit your team, you know, look at your needs, that kind of stuff. Um, fuck, trades. Trade it up this week. You know, you, you know, if it's this, time to do for it. us, this is a two week um, matchup because, you know, we kind of planned accordingly for the time off and the all star break and all that stuff. So it's a two week off, you know, two week round for us. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, trades will go through, you know, and, and worst case scenario, you lose this week. You lost two weeks of the season, but you made some good trades and you can kind of regroup you know, with some of these other teams after the all-star break. So yeah, go on that. I mean, this is a fantasy time, even though it's kind of slow for hockey in general. I mean, this is, this is where you go. 
Yeah, going on that point, uh, it, you're talking about you know if you're if there's somebody that you've been eyeing for a while to drop to the waivers right now, but yep. you know it's it's this is the time to do it because like I said, if there's no one playing this week, then the the, the chances of them getting scooped off the waiver wire are not great. You know, I mean, unless you drop some all star and somebody's willing to just have an, a player not play for two weeks, um, I, most people won't do that if the if the reward isn't high enough, they won't risk that empty roster spot especially as we're closing in here you know past the halfway point now wins are starting to get important so uh if you've got that player that you just kind of want to move around for a little bit uh i guess i have a great example of that uh andreas anthonisinu uh he's jumped around it seems like he's been on almost every team in our league at one time or another um dropped him down recently picked up miko koivu uh got lucky he picked up a goal tonight but uh you know, I picked him up. Do I am I going to keep Koivu? Probably not. But Minnesota Wild are the one of few teams that are playing this week, so uh, it's a good risk to have, and I, it somehow it paid off. So, God, it's just because fucking Detroit doesn't put AA on any line that matters. Oh God, if they put him at top six, if he gets a top six role, he's playing. But they've got him on the third line playing thirteen minutes a night with Stupid. like. Darren Helm and Justin Ablocator or Danny DeKaiser, and they're just burying him, which makes no fucking sense at all. Dude, he screwed someone's wife on the team or something. <sighs> He's got I I don't know what it is. Honestly, he Mike Richard that shit. I think they're trying to fuck. I maybe they're trying to go and get um the first round pick. I don't know what they're trying to do at this point because they're keeping bottom of the East right now, aren't they? Yeah. So keeping keeping AA at the bottom. I mean, maybe it's a strategy. Because they know they'll put up goals if he actually is on a in a good line position, pissing people. I mean, no, are the are the, are the Red Wings going to rise to the ranks? No, their their defense is still even with Mike Green coming back, who is producing some pretty decent offense from the point. I mean, he's quarterbacks every power play they do, but uh, no, the Red Wings. Unfortunately, this is not it's not a team for revival or resurgence. Uh, as long as we have no defense. And as long as we have Eric, or uh, as long as we have Erickson on our fucking hockey team, uh, we will we will not. We will <laughs> People not. People fucking hate, like Wings fans hate Erickson. I he's so he's so bad. Games, but every fucking Wings fan I talk to is like, yeah, the team's okay, but fucking Erickson. Jonathan Erickson needs <laughs> to go somewhere that's not. Little Caesars Arena. Anywhere else. Jesus. He could go anywhere in the world. I don't care. I just... the fa- I don't know how... Because we're one of the original six teams. We've got the money. Why don't we just buy out the motherfucker? <laughs> what is he getting paid? Uh, some ridiculous fucking amount of money. Like, And, and see, that's the other thing. is uh, That's why I don't necessarily put the blame on Blashill. I put the blame on Holland. Because yeah. you've got guys on this Bad team contract. that are making good money for depth roles yeah and it makes no like the the one that i always use the excuse of like erickson is for sure but uh justin Abelcator, why the fuck is he getting paid five million dollars at uh, 4.5 but roughly you know in that ballpark to i it's uh I, he that's just what, he's the, that's what tara Vinan just got signed on for essentially he's not good he's he's a he is because I'll get yelled at by fellow Red Wings fans. Oh, he's got a role. Like, he's got... Yeah, his role is to be a third, fourth-line grinder. Like, that's his role. He's not an assistant captain. He shouldn't be skating on a wing with Dylan Larkin. He's got an A on his jersey? He's a fucking assistant captain on the team! Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh, what? And, you, and we want to send Holland to fucking Seattle? No way. Oh, no, I no didn't way. say I wanted no to. Way. I said that was might happen because Iserman yeah. wants to go back to Detroit. Yeah. I, I Well, and that's, yeah, reading that article, I didn't realize, like, his whole family's there. Yeah, his, his entire family lives He'll there. He'll be He's, back. He, yeah, his entire time in Tampa, he never moved. All of his family's still up there, so I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I think it's only a matter of time. Maybe maybe the the break will happen. Well, I'd like I'd like in the next episode, I've learned a little more about it. I'd like to talk about um, going a little more into depth on the possible uh, lockout 
Uh, I learned a little more. We can talk about maybe a little more in depth on like the causes and the actual possibility of it happening. It's it's a little interesting. You got to kind of know history of the last three lockouts and the last three contracts. So, um, but oh, that's something the to last look for. Sucked. That's all yeah. I remember. That well, garbage. Players players have taken it on the chin the last three. So, the the rumor is it's this one. The players might actually go on strike essentially because. Fuck. They've taken it on the chin the last three times, and they don't want to do it again. We're fucked. Yeah, that's. I think it's. Yeah, when the when the league isn't trying to get it, and the players are, then it's. It'll just be a pissing match. But all right. Um, I think we did. We clear out everything on fantasy. We want to talk about. I mean, we could do pickups, but we went fucking way over last time. So figure yep. it out yourselves, bitches. Yep. You guys are you guys are alone for this week. We gave you some good advice on generals. Uh. Like I said, uh, the key to this bye week, if you have, if your league is anything like ours, get players that are playing. That's number one mantra. Uh, other than that, I mean, fuck, I got nothing else. Do we miss anything? I think, I think we got it all. Nope, we're good. Cool. All right, everybody. This is us signing off. Please like, comment, and share on Facebook. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, subscribe on your favorite podcaster, iTunes, Spotify. We're working on getting on some other ones as well. Um, maybe Wellesie one day will uh, do something on social media. But in the meantime, I'll I'll still be posting away on Facebook. <laughs> you just Ty- had to fucking you just had to say it, didn't you? Ty Ratty is being ratty. God damn it! Uh, All right, dude. Zach um, Boychuk follows me. What's that? Zach Boychuck follows me. Zach Boychuck follows you, huh? Yeah. He follows me around. <laughs> Not on Twitter. <laughs> he's he's in your closet right now. Yeah. It's God. <laughs> I just it. wish he would come out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go. <laughs> Alright, everybody, we'll see you later.